This is Money Stories, Episode 7, Faith and Finances with Allison Gingras. Greetings and welcome to Money Stories, a podcast and now YouTube series where I interview fellow Catholics and Christians so we can all learn from their personal money stories. I'm Caitlin Kano, a wife, mom, financial counselor, and student of all things stewardship. Today I'm talking to Allison Gingras. Allison shares the beauty of the Catholic faith with honesty and laughter as experienced in ordinary life. She's the creator of the Stay Connected Journals for Catholic Women, which includes her titles Seeking Peace and the Gift of Invitation. She offers talks on grace, being an Olympic warrior, and the mercy of forgiveness. As a Catholic social media consultant, she's blessed to work with wine, women in the new evangelization, and the Diocese of Fall River. To learn more about Allison, go to ReconcileToYou.com. Allison has a really great money story, and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Allison. How are you doing? I'm wonderful, Caitlin. Thanks for having me on today. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I know a little bit about your story after chatting with you, and I feel like there's so many lessons and so much stuff we can pull out of it for different people to learn from. So I really appreciate you being here and and sharing with us. Um, So just to get started, do you mind telling me exactly what is your money story? What happened that that caused you to learn all these lessons that you've learned over the past few years? Sure. Uh, I got married when I was 21 and my husband was 23. We lived in a generation that your family never talked to you about money. Like that was just not something that we didn't talk religion, we didn't talk money, we didn't talk politics. And so I never really got the, the real training, the teaching that I should have gotten around um, dealing with money. And I lived in the 80s. And one of the things that was kind of prevalent in the days of the 80s was that the world's going to end and you should just live for today. And you know, it was a status symbol to have credit cards. I had one of those fold-out things where all the credit cards for every department store, gas every place. You know, we just had a a huge amount of them. And it never really dawned on me that I was going to actually have to pay these bills back. Part of me, you know, getting married so young and I was still in college, I thought, well, I'm just going to finish college and have this great income and I can just pay it off. But really the idea that this is debt and that it was something that was really money, (laughs) it just never really struck me as being really money. So we kind of just went upon that way. I, I took over the finances for the family and my husband. Um, it just gave me the paycheck. And for a while I was a stay at home mom. And then I had a business at my home. So I was self-employed and I was at some point just, you know, taking all the money in and going right to the end of the month with what we had and then borrowing what we needed. And it never really dawned on me because I always had that extra credit um, and extra credit was a good thing when I was younger. <laughs> when you went to school, extra credit was great. <laughs> but that isn't exactly how that works in real life. So, you know, fast forward, we've had two children. Um, then we adopted a little girl from China. And we rented to own our home. I always had to have a brand new car. And, you know, I knew that we had debt. But I never added it together. And there was always some place and some way to pay. Around 2015, I had um, changed careers yet again, and um, I had 
just this moment of going to pay something and going, oh, our bank account's really low. I should just up my credit card and pay this off. And realized I didn't have any more credit to get. The bank wouldn't give, me, wouldn't give us any credit even after 30 years of being a banking customer, no more credit cards, it was nothing. And it was just that, you know, come to Jesus moment that some of us have when it comes to money. And I went to Jesus and I said, Jesus, you really need to fix this. And his response, I'll never forget, that wasn't like I heard voices, but it was very, very clear to me that this was God and not me because I would have sent the winning lottery ticket. Instead, I heard, you need to tell your husband. Because up until that point, Kevin had no idea. Uh, the, and then I actually had added it finally together and I was dumbfounded that it was well over $50,000 in credit card debt. That did not include cars, car loans, um, student loans, and a mortgage. It was just credit card. And I think it was actually higher than that, but I just stopped adding. <laughs> I just couldn't, like, I can't do this anymore. This is scary. And, um, it was just like, you have to come clean. I'm not going to help you until you come clean. And it took me a, a couple of weeks to finally tell Kevin, and I'm going to be honest, I chickened out. I, I told him through Facebook Messenger when he was at work. It's probably like the worst, most pathetic way. I met the criteria. I just knew that he, you know, couldn't flip out on me and I could give him all the details. Um, and he did for, he's a very wonderful man. And obviously he was upset and he came home um, upset and we prayed together for the first time about our money because neither one of us knew what to do. And it, it really was like a floodgate opened and then the winning lottery ticket did not come. But where I mean the floodgate opened, these little helps started to help happen. And the most significant one was having John and Evelyn Bean on my radio show as I was a live radio host at the time and just how God had set them up to come on at the end of the year. And, and we talked about what we'd be doing for the, for the next year. And um, they had been so gracious to listen to the show and to see excited and been sharing online what, what had been happening and sharing on the, on air, I should say. And after the show, Evelyn said, um, we want to offer you a gift. You know, in exchange for us sending you, navigating your finances God's way, we'd love for you to blog for us. She knew I was a writer. Um, your experiences with it. And uh, she sent one for me and one for my husband. And I received them. And I was telling a friend about them. And she confessed that they were in the same boat. And I had no idea. Friends with them for years and years. And I had no idea that they were in the same situation. So I contacted Evelyn. I said, do you mind if I share the other one with another friend um, and we're going to do it together. And I know it, it works best when it's done in a group, but I wasn't ready for a group. I was still quite embarrassed and unsure that this was even going to work. So we started in February, 2016 and we um, still get together and talk about our finances, do a little check-in, but it was really life changing, really life changing for us learning Finally, somebody teaching us, you know, how to navigate your finances, but not on your own, along with the beautiful faith that we've been given. I love that story. That's, that's wonderful. And 
you're probably still navigating. I mean, we're navigating this every day. No one's a perfect steward. And when you're looking back and you're telling the story, um, I mean, as we all do when we're telling stories, we can tell it kind of in a linear way, but I'm sure there was a lot of challenges and hiccups along the way. What kind of challenges did you face as you were going through this and um, things that could have derailed you potentially or maybe did for a little while? Uh, cutting up the credit cards. Yeah. Letting go of my safety net. Um, of the credit cards. That was super difficult. That was very, very difficult. Um, and, and, and having that conversation with Kevin every month, um, setting up a budget, I'm not very good at following budgets. And, and I want to actually say too, that it has been four years, but we have knocked considerable amounts off of our credit card debt. We're still there. We're still in the midst of it. Um, and, and that's kind of difficult too, because there's still times I want things, or, um, you know, I see something and to know now that we have better credit and I could, you know, get a credit card, it's hard to, to not jump on that. And I haven't been perfect. You know, there's, we needed a couch and I said, well, there's only one way to get this couch. And I went and opened up the, the credit card. But before I, once I opened the gate for the credit card, for the couch, the old Allison would have got the table and the matching lamps and the in the so you know a little love seat but this time i just bought what i needed and the other part that was amazing for me um was i always needed for me i wanted a brand new car it always had to, so I, I, my car died and like literally just no mechanic could fix it no matter how hard we tried um and i tried and i thought okay i'm gonna buy a used car and that was so difficult because I thought I'm going to get all these problems and I don't know how to do this. But I remember one of the, I wish I knew which one said, one of the beans had said, let somebody else pay your depreciation. And so I prayed first and foremost, and I found a wonderful car that's low mileage. And like, I couldn't believe it. It's like my, it literally was my dream car that I didn't have to go deep into debt. I had to borrow a little bit to get it, but not like before where I would have spent twice as much easily. And, you know, in somebody, I would have been paying the depreciation. Right. And it's, it's not about perfection. It's about changing your process and changing how you're looking at your, your purchases and understanding that we need to turn a lot of, especially the big purchases, involve prayer in the decision and, and progress that way. I love how you said you, you contact your husband on Facebook, which is great. That's, I love that. Um, and he came home and you guys prayed together. And I know, I'm sure he was upset. But what made you pray together? Because I'm sure most other couples in that circumstance would have an all-out argument and pointing, you know, pointing figures and everything else. And you guys came together in prayer. Um, was that just the history of your relationship or was there something else that told you that prayer needed to happen? Um, it's not the history of our relationship. Um, it was kind of becoming that way. We had, he was just about to enter in the diaconate. So I think that that helped a lot. And we did hash out a lot on that Facebook message that day. There was a lot of fighting going on. And I think we knew at that point, we weren't going anywhere in the relationship. We had really no idea what to do. So, and, and we've been together long enough, 35 years at this point, to know that fighting wasn't going to solve the problem. That only God, we really needed a miraculous moment of God and only he can do miracles. So that's what brought us to praying to 
um, not blame each other because that the blame game is super easy to get into. Like that's how it started. Like, why didn't you tell me why? Like I didn't and I can't go back in time and I wish I could. So it just seemed like the, the, the right way to go with it. I'm sure as you went through the Bible study, um, you went through navigating, correct? So that was our, our old nine yes. week Bible study. Now we're, we're doing the six week Bible study, faith and money matters, but um, same processes, just in a different, um, different time frame. As you went through the study, what habits did you take on that you didn't have before that helped you navigate this, this debt load and making these new decisions? Cutting up the credit cards, setting a monthly budget, um, realizing that they had to like what went out and what came in first of all had to equal um, that I couldn't spend more and it was really an eye-opener as we started to do the budget how much we spent on things that we hadn't even discovered before the phone bill the um, the cable and then we went through when we actually ended up finding money that we were spending that had been put on a credit card that, you know, subscriptions and things like that, that we had no idea that insurance money, things, things were, it was crazy. Once you start to actually pay attention, I was amazed. So there was a lot of different habits. Um, and it, like you said earlier, it was like the mindset that changed that, that I had to make these changes, um, about being aware of where I'm spending and that I'm spending, that I can't continue the, the same mindset. And it was, it was difficult. The hardest part, which was very strange, was to continue giving. When I saw all of these bills, my first re reaction was, well, I need to pay us first. And once we're in good position, then I'll take care of charities and God. And um, in the most beautiful way God taught me that he can never be outdone in generosity and that he needed to come first is during all of this I had a dollar bill that I had uncovered someplace and I don't usually use cash which is one of my biggest problems is that plastic doesn't look like money so therefore it's not money but I had this dollar bill that I had found and every time I started to get worried that this wasn't going to work that we'd never get out of debt this dollar bill would show up so I'm at a daily mass that I don't normally go to at a shrine and it's time for collection and they're actually bringing the basket, which daily mass, that's a not unusual thing. All I had in my wallet was that $1, which to me had been the symbol through this whole thing of how this is, this is God's promise that he's with me. And so the, the basket came and I put all I had, the widow's might, right? I put it in the basket and I said, Jesus, I trust in you. That night I got home and I was getting ready for bed and I put my hand in my pocket to put my jeans in the, the wash and there was a dollar. I don't know how I got there. I'm sure I put it there. I was saying like some angel came behind me and but he could, he could have stuck it in there if he wanted to. But it was just this God is never outdone in generosity message, just resounding with that dollar that I found. Generosity is just good for us. It has all these physiological benefits in addition to just being spiritually good for us. Those in themselves are usually more valuable than the actual amount we give. Being able to be generous is such a blessing. You have gone through this with your husband. You guys have changed your communication habits, changed your spending habits. And what I love especially about your story is that you guys don't have a yacht. You don't have crazy. I'm sure you don't have any $800 shoes. It was just 
habits that were not being changed and that were having long-term effects on your finances. So what do you guys do differently now? And then how has your relationship changed because of these new habits? One of the biggest places that money was disappearing was going out to eat. I hadn't realized how much money we spent eating out. It, it was just amazing to me. Um, so that's changed. And we eating healthier, trying to eat at home. Um, but also it, it's going to him and discuss it, but both ways before we make a purchase, you know, and that was a, that was really hard because it felt like I was losing a little bit of my freedom. Like, Oh, I'm just going to purchase this. But then I found that sometimes there was things I wanted to buy that when we discussed it, it was like, Oh, I don't need that. Or we already had it. Those were kind of funny when I'd be like, Oh, we need this. He's like, no, it's right in the closet. And Oh, I could just go shop in my own closet. But you're, you're right on when it, it wasn't, I mean, we'd have new cars, but that was really, we never took vacations. Um, some of that debt was from a Disney vacation. This is how long lasting, this was also an eye opener for me, Caitlin, was how long the debt stays with you. We had brought the, the kids to Disney when my aunt had moved there when they were like three and six. They're now 21 and 23. And that debt is still part of that lump that we're trying to pay off. But it really was these little everyday things that we purchased. Like I used to have an addiction for books and never thought of a library. Um, and it, it was just all of these little things, movies and, and things I thought I had to have and collect and, and never thought of the ways of getting them through either a freeway or a more inexpensive way or not as many, just the favorites, not everything that comes out. You started this journey with the revelation of the debt, and then you met John and Evelyn and started down this Bible study and, and realizing your role as a faithful financial steward. And at the same time, Evelyn asked you to blog about it, which I'd imagine is a surprise for someone who is going through it. So how has your story been used to glorify him? I know a lot of people, and I know we're sick of talking about COVID-19, but there's a lot of people who are going through a lot of stuff. And you are not all the way through, but you're coming through to the other side of your situation. What hope can they have to have a troublesome story and then use that story to glorify him? Well, that's been kind of, as we go through um, this, this pandemic time, it's been amazing because one of the, we'll back up a little bit. One of the things I had to decide, you know, as you're going through it, you know, you spend less, but then you have to figure out if it's time to make more. And part of that was me discovering that I had the skill for social media that I hadn't yet put to use. And, and part of it was that time with, with John and Evelyn saying, we want you to blog for us and seeing that I had this platform and that I understood how social media worked and that I could share my story, but I could also help other people share their story. So I ended up becoming a social media consultant. So I've been working online at home virtually for a couple of years now. So here we end in this place where everybody stayed home and there's so many people losing jobs and um, being furloughed. And it's just a very difficult time, but to see that God had given me this insight that my poverty had actually um, turned me to turn to a, 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 to answer a call because I do only Catholic social media and I'm blessed to work for my diocese. Um, one of my, one of the greatest blessings has been trying to teach my bishop how to Facebook 
uh, live, which was really fun. He's so sweet. So uh, these little gifts that God gives us. But um, the other side of it was, so I'm making money. And actually, one of the weirdest things, I'm actually making extra money because virtual is such a necessity right now to to get everything online. And I worked for three different uh, Catholic companies. But realizing that I've been given this extra blessing, before I would have been like, woohoo, what can I buy? But this time, because I bring it to prayer and because my husband and I talk about it, we say, well, we're going to use this to bless other people. And that understanding of stewardship and generosity, that wasn't part of our, we were never like stingy with our money, but to see how God had set up to protect us and to give us this gift, this grace, and how are we going to use it? Um, and I've been very open to all the different ways that God has called us to use it. And it's been quite amazing, really. Allison, I love your story. This has been great. It's been so informative. And I think you speak to so many people out there because we always feel like we're not living this high on the hog lifestyle, that we're just living. And how is this debt accumulating? And what am I doing wrong? And you had that moment and you realized it and you turned things around and your story is just amazing. And the Lord's blessings along the way, hopefully that can, you know, get some other people going to realize their role as stewards. So thank you so much for talking with me today. Oh, I'm so honored to be able to share this story. I really do pray for everyone who hears it to know that it's never too late. I am a 50 year old woman and I'm still feeling like I'm going to be able to retire before I'm 90. I really feel like it's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping that someone else can use your story and, and have a time to come to prayer and, and use it for their own benefit. So thank you, Allison. Thank you. For more information about Compass Catholic Ministries, including the various Bible studies and services that we offer, please visit compasscatholic.org. If you enjoy Money Stories, please share it with a friend. You may also like Compass Catholic's other podcast, Manage Your Money God's Way, available wherever you get your podcast. If you have any comments about today's show or suggestions for future shows, please email us at info at compasscatholic.org. Thanks for listening and God bless.